from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, where you're listening, you're watching on Facebook Live on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt, which is being shared on facebook.com backslash live now, DT. So you have it in two areas for Facebook Live, so check uh, facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt for our page, and it being carried as well on the feed on Facebook.com backslash live now DT. You can also find us on YouTube.com backslash wake up call DT. So, however, you're connecting with the show, make sure you check us out today and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We have a trio of amazing guests here for us today. You've heard from Tom Dupal from the commissioner of the uh, Summit League. You just heard from Dan Butterly a, a little while ago, the commissioner of the Big West, who's in his first year. And we now have on the broadcast this morning, calling in here, and right on time, we have Ted Gumbart of the A-Sun Conference. And so it is my honor and my privilege to bring in Ted this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports truly meets that thing called life, to represent the A-Sun and to speak on his viewpoint of this country, everything we've been through, and as we move forward with the A-Sun Conference. So let's bring in Ted. Ted, how you doing today? Hey, I'm great. I'm uh, uh, way beyond my wake up call. I've gotten some meeting. I've got some meetings done, and uh, so uh, I appreciate you inviting me on, and glad to share whatever I can to entertain you and your audience. And no, and I appreciate that uh, very much. So, and I'm happy that you woke up early. I, I love your connection back to to uh, you know the wake up call thing here inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Much appreciation. For that, as we are joined here by Ted Gumbart, the A-Sun Conference Commissioner. And, and Ted, uh, really, you know, the, the A-Sun with, with uh, everything, I kind of want to start with, you know, the, the rebranding. You know, we've, we've known it as the Atlantic Sun through time. And now, you know, really, uh, you know, it being the A-Sun and, and the logo. And I think the logo looks very, you know, it, it's nice. It's it's It fits good on everything. And, and I love the way it looks. I'm a big fan of logos and kind of, you know, the design of them and all that. So what can you say about the uh, branding and the evolution of the A-Sun? Well, hey, number one, thanks. We love it when uh, we get a compliment unsolicited on uh any part of our operation. So yeah, we like it too. And some people have said it looks a little Star Trekky, And uh, I also take that as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, it would be awesome if we could have, uh, you know, Scotty design some way to beam me up uh, from place to place. Cause we always <laughs> have to go to meetings and things So that'd be awesome. But the, the real story was we became the Atlantic sun conference in uh, I think 2000 and had a logo and it was about 2016 and uh we had gone through some membership changes and people felt like it was time for a refresh and so we we looked at the marks and what came out of that is we involved student athletes in the process and one of the focus group uh comments were well you know we're the only ones that have to wear it 
we're going to wear it on our uniforms. And so we want to have a little more say in, uh, you know, the final design. And that proved to be a really uh, positive step. So there was student athlete input on the design. And when we launched it, uh, you know, social media was was blossoming. And that was the first time we used social media and the students to declare we had a new logo. And they did it through Twitter. And we didn't do any release. We just let them do it. The students, you know, had ownership in it. And so that was a, a, a big success from our standpoint. And then they decided that they, they really don't use Atlantic Sun in their student-athlete discussions. It's just the A-Sun. Oh, we're in the A-Sun. Uh, yeah, we're doing this in the A-Sun. And uh, it became confusing to be the A-Sun and the Atlantic Sun at the same time. Uh, so we just officially changed our name uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. So even on our legal documents, we are the ASUN Conference. And people say, well, what does it stand for? I said, uh, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're the ASUN. And certainly we, are, uh, we have the heritage of the Atlantic Sun Conference, and we're proud of that. But uh, that's where it came from. And when we, we get people that still put in Atlantic Sun, we just say, hey, thanks for recognizing us. But due to a student athlete initiative, we are now legally the ASUN Conference. So that's kind of the story. And uh, we have learned and continue to learn that the more you engage the students and give them uh, a real constructive role, they will rise to it. And, and that's what we're all about. We're in higher ed and we're about providing learning and competitive experiences for our students and uh so yeah that's been really cool and and uh we are the a sun now coming here from the commissioner of the a sun ted gumbart here this morning on wake up call with dan tortora inside the cafe kubal studios and love hearing that you know a little background of that and and, and to like you said that the student athletes said hey we're the ones that have to wear it on everything you know we're the ones that have to wear the logo when Bring me into the decision to listen to them because not everybody does that. You know, some people have big egos and it's like whatever, you know, yeah, you have to wear it, but it's my decision and I like the design and, and end of story to let the student athletes be a part of it and then let them release it as opposed to you as a conference saying this is our logo to let the student athletes do it. Just, you know, that's an innovative thing to do. And, and why choose to do that? And why throw the, the, the ego out the door and as the commissioner really listen to the student athletes? Because it might just be in your nature, Ted. It might just be who you are. But not everybody takes that initiative. So I do want to dig into that a little bit deeper as to why you didn't just think about yourself and it wasn't just about your office, but it was about the student athletes and you let them be a part of it and you let them be proud of it and you let them unveil it, which I think really uh, shows the level of respect you have for the student athlete. Well, thanks. I hope that is the way most people would interpret it. And it, it's just the ongoing learning experience. We, If we're in higher ed, we're in continuous learning mode. And the, the world changes. And there's such a, an immediate and uh, ubiquitous distribution of information. Uh, everything's out there and everything's, you know, uh, recorded everything's uh photographed and so the way we do things we really focus on uh 
being transparent and trying to have communication that completes what we call the circle. So if someone says, hey, I don't like this outcome, that we give them the rationale, we let them uh, weigh in on it. And it doesn't mean that uh, we're not going to be leaders and make decisions, but we want them to understand that uh, we're all part of the process. And if you don't get your way every time, you deserve an explanation. So that transparency uh, became part of our uh, way of doing business. And then we have four beams, the A-Sun. We want to put students first and then rise, connect, and impact. And if we're going to be transparent and we're going to put students first, that just led us right to the fact that they need to be on all of our committees and we are going to vote them. This is uh, breaking news here on uh, your program that we are going to put them as voting status on our uh, management committee. Each school gets two votes. Uh, It's generally reserved for the athletics director and the faculty athletic rep. And you can designate an alternate if somebody's absent or whatever, but every school gets two votes. We're going to give the student athlete committee two votes and they're not going to be there just to listen. They're going to be there to talk and contribute. And we've had them on all of our calls Uh, whether it's a president's call or an athletics director's or whoever it is. And just we've learned that in the day and age of transparency and putting students first, that their voice is not only uh, an important part of the equation, but it it's very constructive. Like we get better outcomes because we listen to them. And uh, you know, it's, it's that, uh, role that they don't get to decide everything but they do get to listen to the debate they get to have a voice and uh i think if it's if it's all handled in the right spirit that you just get a better outcome uh everybody feels engaged and they have some ownership and like with the logo i think we ended up with a better logo because they were involved so it makes people feel respected But, uh, you know, in the end, it's just if that's the way you're going to do business, you need to you need to do it throughout. You can't pick and choose and say, well, we'll be transparent on this, but we're not going to be transparent on that. So it's worked for us. And uh, we we really want to be students first. Yeah. You know, and and a a beautiful thing being said. And thank you for giving me, you know, uh, the blessing of, of unveiling that on the show. Of the votes, uh, what will they be voting on? What what type of topics and discussion, you know, can can the student body, uh, you know, these student athletes, can they hope to be a part of? Well, number one is our entire sports policy uh, is decided by the management committee. So if we decide that uh, we're going to expand tournaments from six teams to eight teams or from eight teams to 12 teams, Uh, those get voted by the membership. Uh, If we have bids as to where we're going to play our championships, uh, those get voted by the management committee. When we have uh, general policy, just to say, hey, uh, when when we, uh, you know, go on the road, you need to give everybody, uh, you know, a one-hour shoot-around on the basketball court, and it has to be between you know, 10 and one, whatever that policy is, 
those are the things that they will be in on. And uh, they will have a voice not only to share a recommendation, but they'll actually get to vote. You know, and, and a beautiful thing and really putting, you know, putting your money where your mouth is, not just saying we care about the student athlete, but showing them, like you said, still having leadership, still making decisions, but allowing them to have a voice. You know, I've heard my whole life, you have a voice, you have a voice, you have a voice, but do you really? And, you know, some people that have said, you know, we care about your voice. I know that that's that's not true. And then there's other places where that, you know, it, it was there. If you had a voice, you really could be a part of it. So, you know, I, I commend you, Ted, to, you know, actually care about the student athlete, but show that you care as opposed to just kind of, you know, pandering or whatever it may be, you know, to, to, to say that you do publicly, but to not show that. I think it takes a, a big individual to give up some of the power, so to speak, and to share the responsibility and I think that that's important is you're not just sharing the decision making and, and the power of it, but you're sharing the responsibility. You're not just welcoming the student athletes to the room. You're saying if you're going to be here and you want to vote, you still have to, you know, you, you have to give me that responsibility and you have to work with me. So I think you're asking something of them while giving them something, which I think uh, needs to not go understated as well. No, Dan, that's a great point that it's a two way street. And uh, if you ask people, uh, you know, for their input, you need to uh, give it serious consideration. But there's also the responsibility that they do their job and they communicate with their students on campus, their teammates, and uh, that they represent the group's uh, input collectively. So that in itself is a learning experience that we say, you know, we're building winners for life. That's what we want to do. And just participating in these uh, uh, proceedings is an educational opportunity. And the, the student athletes that get to do this, that's just another part of their education. And we're happy to provide it. So it it is worked out well. And uh, again, it's just simply if your students first, then act that way. That's and, and that's that's huge words, especially. Uh, in the world of collegiate athletics to say if your students first act that way. That coming from the commissioner of the A-Sun, Ted Gumbart, this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. And uh, Ted, to look at this past year, speaking of the student-athlete, this year in review has been different than any other year, a year and a half, we should say. And what can you say about navigating through the pandemic and what you've learned in this past year about not just uh, athletics and being a commissioner, but maybe about yourself as a human being, what has this last year taught you and, and how have you navigated it? I know there's a lot to that question, but I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, I'll give you a two-part uh, response. The first one is I'm going to ask a trivia question. Okay. And uh, we'll see if you can get it. What is the record for the most number of championships administered in one semester oh man i i'm not uh most number of championships administered in one semester i don't know i'll give you the answer yeah it's it's 22 and it's yours right and it's the asun conference uh we did some research and i think the ivy league uh which at one point maybe they had you know 30 plus championships they may still have that many but they did 18 in one semester. 
just because they have, you know, squash and fencing and uh, all those sports. But uh, we did 22, and that includes the uh, Coastal Collegiate Sports Association, which we administer that, and we did men and women swimming and an extra beach volleyball. But 18, uh, I mean, 19 A-Sun championships and three CCA championships. We did 22 in one semester. And nobody else did that. If you're the SEC, well, you did some of your fall in the fall. They did women's soccer and they did volleyball and they did their football. Uh, and some conferences decided to, to not do everything. They said, ah, we just can't. We can't do indoor track or we can't do swimming. Uh, but the A-Sun, we did every one of our championships in one semester. And not only did we do the championships, we expanded the field. So normally we'd have six soccer teams. We took eight. Normally we'd have uh, nine cross-country runners per team. We took 14. Uh, so the A-Sun, and we took everybody in basketball. We normally take eight. Uh, we had nine. We had a, a, an eight-nine game schedule. So we expanded and put on more championships and provided more opportunity for our student-athlete than any conference has ever done. So that's that's number one. And again, goes back to students first. When we said we owe you uh, a, a competitive experience and we could not deliver that in the spring of 2020, when we had to postpone the fall of 2020, it, it was a big decision as to what we're gonna do next. And we had some financial reserves that allowed us to uh, pay for testing uh, at championships, pay for testing officials, and uh, we were able to put on all the championships. So that's that's the, the thing we're probably most proud of is that all the dynamics that we all have experienced in COVID, uh, we were able to meet that challenge and put on those championships. The second part, you said, hey, what did you learn and uh, what did you learn about yourself, maybe? And uh, what I would say, and this is a very clear uh, uh, experience for me, is that we learned whether it's higher education as a whole, whether it's a university or whether it's the NCAA, uh, that we can do things much quicker uh when we have to and almost every university in the country whether it was 10 days or two weeks or three weeks developed an online plan for students and that was amazing to me it says hey you know what if you have to you can adjust and we're much more uh flexible and adaptable when uh, the pressure's on and you have these existential threats, you know, hey, if you can't have students, then you're not gonna have student athletes. So that is the biggest thing I think we learned that we can adjust faster and be more flexible than maybe we thought. And that's both individually and organizationally and universities that, you know what? Uh, we, we should all be very proud that we are that uh, adaptable, flexible, and innovative that uh, we we did it. We got through the year, 
we kept our promise to provide opportunities. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and I also say you have to realize there's a wear, you know, wear and tear. And we're all uh, kind of worn out. But that's everybody. I start to think like, hey, don't they know I'm tired and worn out? Don't they know? I'm like, oh. Well, they're tired and worn out, too. I was like, we are all in this together. And uh, so that's what we learned. And I will, uh, I'm encouraging everybody uh, on our staff to take vacation. You know, we just finished our spring meetings last week. And I actually uh, am going on vacation from the 14th through the 24th. And uh, so a lot, a lot of lessons, but that's the biggest one, the flexibility and the uh, – you know, you can rise to the occasion. Uh, just put your collective thoughts together. We're smart people and we can get it done. Yeah, coming from the A-Sun Commissioner, Ted Gumbart, this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Ted, this is the first time you and I have spoken, and I'm not saying this to say it because you're on the air with me today. I'm very moved by how you don't know any of the questions that I'm going to be sitting here uh, talking with you about and whatnot. And you're not only answering them concisely, and, and, and I feel honestly, but you're really putting out a plan to not just uh, you know talk about what you've done to help yourself, but almost to compel the people listening and watching to look at, you know, look at their own lives and, and whatnot. A lot of the things that you're talking about today really are, are hitting home, and I think that that needs to be appreciated and respected that you know, my show is called, you know, Wake Up Call, and, and it's meant to be a wake up call. And it, the tagline is where sports meets life. And you're embodying that right now in, in the fact that uh, you and I are having a very open discussion about things that I can tell that you care about. And, 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 and about, you know, like you said, we're all tired. You know, I, 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 I haven't said that in a year and a half, and, and, but it's true. We're all tired, but that's the thing. I'm tired. Don't they know that I'm tired? Don't they know I'm exhausted? Don't people understand how I feel? And it's like, yeah, because we all feel the same way. We're all tired. It's about who's powering through it. So I think you're just you're 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 approaching a lot of conversations and and statements and realities that I don't think are, are said out loud. And, and, and I really appreciate that this morning. Well, I, I appreciate your questions, too. I mean, I do a lot of these uh, and I try to make sure that I honor the requests. I have a PR background uh, and uh, did some public relations work. And one of my uh, operating uh, tenants is that you always respond because otherwise people will make up, you know, say, well, we got no response. Perhaps it's due to and then they can write whatever they want. And I'm like, look, you respond. So I feel it's part of our responsibility to communicate, you know, with any audience that wants to learn. And so uh, I said I do a lot of these. Sometimes it's it's more about fun and just uh, get some comments that uh, you can't hear somewhere else. But you you've done that with the wake up call. You said, hey, the the world changes. What are we doing to to get uh, ourselves ready? for today and tomorrow. And uh, so I appreciate the, the thought that you've given to making a meaningful program. And it uh, doesn't mean we don't want to have fun. Uh, I tell people that. I said, hey, if I'm conducting a Zoom and I see you laugh, uh, I'm going to call you out. Say, hey, how come you get to laugh and I don't? So we, we try to make it fun and share 
but uh, yeah, every day is a wake-up call. You know, what are you going to do uh, to have a positive impact? And that's what we try to do. And our staff, we just really focus on having each other's back. You know, I'll lift you up. You lift me up. Everybody needs a break. You know, when I'm, they can tell when the commissioner's kind of uh, tapped out. And uh, I trust my team. And they will tell me, I said, Ted, why don't, why don't you just take tomorrow off? And I understand what they're telling me. They're saying that uh, I've run out of patience. I've run out of, uh, you know, uh, being nice. And they're like, yeah, take a day off. <laughs> so uh, I think we all need to just be honest. And uh, we do have limits. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. So they're like, hey, you know, I need a little help with this. And uh, so being thoughtful with your questions. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 my honor. It's my pleasure to be able to, you know, speak about the A-Sun and, and to speak with you and to talk about things through your eyes and, and through your, your focal point, which I think is a, it's a beautiful thing. Everybody has an angle on life. And it's it's to me, it's cool to learn that. That's why this show is very local, regional, national and international, because I want to be in every household in every state. And I want people to uh, know that, you know, these these conferences are going to be represented uh, that, that I don't say no to anybody. If somebody doesn't call back, like you said, you know, that's that's on you. But to me, it's like I want the, you know, the Liberties in the North Alabamas and, you know, the uh, the Jacksonvilles and the Eastern Kentuckys and so on. I want them to feel that they they have representation. And, you know, I, I, I put that in everything I do. And and with that being said, uh, you're you're looking at expansion right now. You're, you're, you're going through it. It's uh, very much a reality uh, here in the summer. What is it like to expand during a pandemic? And what can you say about the uh, incoming schools that we have here, the Jacksonville States, the Central Arkansas, and the Eastern Kentuckys? Well, uh, I will make the framework statement that this was something that we've been working on for a number of years. uh, Our presidents actually activated the first step in November of 2018. So uh, COVID interrupted some things, Uh, it derailed some plans, but it also accelerated some plans. And it goes back to what we said about being nimble and uh, adjusting that what we ended up with with our expansion is, uh, to boil it down to one point, is finding partners that we're willing to build. Uh, you want to build something uh, different. And some people aren't builders. You know, no shame in that. I uh, make the analogy that, uh, you know, you want to go and uh, pick out a nice piece of land and let's clear it and build a beautiful home. Uh, that's not everybody's uh, cup of tea. Somebody wants to go say, no, you build the home. I'll come inspect it. And if it looks good to me, maybe I'll agree to live in it. But uh, I would say that our expansion came from a unified vision within the conference. And then we had to go find some people that would share that. And it goes all the way back to adding Bellarmine, uh, that uh, we were at uh, nine. That put us at 10. We, uh, we were part of a plan that released NJIT two years before they were probably going to make that move. And we wanted to do the right thing. And in a COVID environment, that was the right thing 
for the NJIT student athletes. And uh, when we got Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky, and Central Arkansas, uh, not only did we move to 12 teams and start football, but we added three schools that their their institution, their presidential leadership, their athletic department leadership, that they are all focused on growth and building something better. And that is really what we're doing. And we're looking at, at ways to continue that expansion. And then for people who don't know, uh, we also are the only conference, uh, at least in the last uh, decade, that twice we've built a men's lacrosse conference. We built a men's lacrosse conference in the Southeast and then uh, kind of transferred it into the Southern Conference. And then this year we built another one. And we're simply about providing opportunities. And uh, so we have Utah and Air Force and Robert Morris and Cleveland State and Detroit and Bellarmine are all going to play in ASUN men's lacrosse. And so that's something that, again, you got to be willing to build and, and innovate. And, and that's where we like to find a difference, that that's what the ASUN can do. Uh, and we're proud of it. It has been uh, a collective, long-term project, and I will tell you, none of this can get done. They they may say, well, the commissioner had that initiative. said, no, if you go back, I've got a lot of ideas, and not all of them make it into an action plan. Well, that's because uh, it has to go through the filter of our presidents, and they will guide me, you know, what we want what we're looking for. And so I think our president's council uh, just has a mentality that we are going to make a difference by being innovative and growing and building. So uh, that that's what makes it possible. I can have every idea in the world, but if it doesn't benefit the institutions and it doesn't fit their desire to build, uh, it won't happen. So it's very exciting time. And the fact that we did it during COVID uh, again, we, we were flexible, we adapted, and, and uh, very proud to have those three uh, innovative and strong programs joining us for next year. Yeah, you know, and when we look at uh, what this uh, what this conference of the A-Sun is comprised of right now, you know, to look at Bellarmine, uh, Central Arkansas coming in, Eastern Kentucky coming in, uh, Florida Gulf Coast, Jacksonville, Jacksonville State coming in, Kennesaw State, Liberty, Lipscomb, uh, North Alabama, North Florida, uh, all being a part of this conference, and then to round out the uh, twelve Stetson as well. Uh, wh- when I when I speak about that, when when you hear those those school names, what does it make you think of as their commissioner? How would you describe what this this conference of the A Sun is becoming? And now that you have twelve schools, what does that mean for the future? Well, I think that uh, if you uh, are prepared prepared to do your job that you have what we call the elevator chat. You get on an elevator and someone looks at your shirt and said, hey, I like that logo, what does that stand for? You know, like, well, it's the A-Sun Conference. And people say, what's that? You know, you better have two or three comments because you're not gonna be able to give this person a dissertation. Right. And so for us, if someone says, well, what's that? I say, oh, well, we're one of the 32 Division One conferences in the country. You know, everybody knows the, the SEC and the ACC. There's 32 and we're one of them. And what makes us different? Well, we are truly students first. And because uh, 
we're uh, the A-Sun, we're nimble, we're unafraid, and we can try new things. And uh, I would also throw in that we have had uh, a record number of postseason victories the last three years. We don't just go, but we send multiple teams and we win. Uh, when Liberty gets an at-large to the baseball and they knock off Duke, they beat them twice and went to the final against the regional final against Tennessee. We are achievers. And so some people think, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. I said, well, yeah, we're we're winning. We're not just participating. So very proud of it. And uh, I think that the goal is to continue to grow uh, when it makes sense for the entire membership. And uh, we have five football members that are ongoing long term. And we'd like to get six. And uh, we'd also like to keep a balance so that, uh, you know, we can schedule in divisions and go that way. So uh, no, no pressure. It could be a year or two, but we probably will be looking at at least one more uh, football school and uh, maybe one more school, whether they have football or not, uh, to keep our divisional play. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, when we figure out something to come, we'll let you know. And I, and I love that. And I love that you have that desire for expansion. I love that you're not that you're not hiding from it publicly to say, hey, we want to add one more here, maybe another one here, even it out, want to, you know, do this with football. I love that because it, you should have that spirit of progression and expansion and evolution and and really looking to build the brand. And your desire to talk about it is is just really awesome because it it lets me know kind of where you're heading. It lets your conference know where you're heading and lets people get excited about it and, it and it keeps you you know top of mind which i think is great but you know again many things here this morning with ted gumbart the a sun commissioner on wake up call inside of the cafe kubal studios but I, I i love the fact that you're passionate that you are well versed that you care and that you are not hiding you know the things that you want to do and the things that you uh, look to do. You know, a lot of people kind of are in this smoke screen and smoke and mirrors and whatnot, and you're very much out there in front saying, no, we want to expand. This is what we're looking to do. These are our future plans. I love the fact that that, uh, that you feel comfortable to speak about that on, on my show this morning, and it really does mean a lot to me because it helps me to keep an ear to the ground for the A-Sun and obviously, you know, keeps people, um, you know, on their heels and, and interested in what's happening. So I appreciate you talking about it today. Absolutely. Always proud to give our schools their due and our student athletes. And, you know, everybody that's a student athlete in the NCAA, uh, they're all special people. And we're not uh, trying to advance the ASUN experience at anybody else's expense. But our responsibility is, is to our schools and our student athletes. And we want to make sure they have the very best experience they can. And uh, when we had our football press conference about, uh, we kind of said it's a birthday party. This is the start of Ace on Football. We were very clear that we intend to build the very best FCS football conference in the country. And uh, we had the advantage of starting uh, with the clean slate as the only conference in our footprint that didn't have football. We were able to build it with like-minded partners. Uh, and so there, there's nothing shy about it. We want to be the best FCS conference in the country. 
and uh, we feel we're off to a great start with the five we've got, and uh, that that's an attractive group for uh, for a six to join us in uh, the next year or two. And then if we get to six, then we'll look about whether it makes sense to, uh, is there a program or two that would make us stronger? And if we get to eight, then maybe we can make that group of eight into a completely separate conference that's a sister conference to the ASUN. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying we have a plan and the plan has options and we are going to be uh, very deliberate and, uh, uh, you know, follow our plan. We're not just waiting to see what somebody else does and maybe an opportunity will drop on our lap. It's like, no, we, we have a plan. We want to make our conference as strong as possible. And when we find partners that uh, will help us get there, we're not afraid to act. So it, it's it's a very dynamic time. But for us, that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's remarkable and it's amazing. And you've gotten me excited about it. So I'll be staying tuned and staying close to it and looking forward to having you back on the show very soon. But before I let you go, Ted, we talk about having some fun. There's a thing on my show I do called Rapid Fire, and I've done it for years. It allows to, you know, really just talk about anything. And I usually go back and forth sometimes. Uh, but today I'm going to let you, since you've been so great at, at answering my questions and fully and, and, and really giving us some awesome information about the A-Sun currently and in the future, I'm going to let you ask me a, a trio. So any three that you want to, to round out today's show, you can put me on the hot seat. It can be sports related, or it could be about anything literally in life. You have three questions to ask me. I am sitting on the hot seat in rapid fire. You will now be running wake up call for the next few minutes. So go and ready. All right, number one, if you could go see any musical act ever, you know, from the beginning of time, you get to go to that, uh, that musical act's uh, concert wherever you want, whenever you want. Who do you pick? I'd have to go see Michael Jackson. Have to. All right. Very nice. <laughs> uh, if you could be at any sporting event in the history of sports, uh, because you said, boy, wouldn't it have been cool to be there? Uh, what sporting event are you going to uh, transport yourself to and watch? I, I love this question. And, you know, there's a lot of answers that I could give historically, but I'm going to tell you one that's very personal to my heart. And that would be, uh, I have been a Toronto Raptors fan my entire life. I have been a fan since when they came out with the logo. I've been a fan since 1995. I have been ridiculed for it, laughed at for it. Why do you like a team in Canada when it's when it's a United States League? Yada, yada, yada. And when they won their championship 24 years in, when they won it in 2019, uh, one of the greatest, greatest moments that I've ever had. And I got to watch it with my good friend Katie Kalinske. And at the same time, I would have loved to have been there in the building for that moment to literally have, you know, people tell me my whole life as a Toronto Raptors fan, you will never see a championship. You will never win. You're literally the fan of a team that will never, ever hoist a trophy. I'm still waiting for my apology letters. I'm still waiting for my roses. I'm still waiting for my chocolates. I'm still waiting for people publicly going on social media and saying I was right. But I can tell you that beyond all of that, that I will never get, uh, I, I feel so blessed to have gotten a championship. I was so moved by it. 
and uh, I, I'm I'm speechless. So I would love to have been in the building for that, and I hope I'm in the building for the next one. Awesome. All right, what's the greatest comedy movie of all time? Oh, wow. Well, I'm a big comedy fan, and I like making people laugh. So I love Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, uh, Mike Myers. There's a lot of great people, Bernie Mac. Uh, man. So I would have to say the movie that I know, like if you have seen this movie, if you start me at any point in the movie, I can figure out where I am and literally play the whole movie in my head. And a uh, little known fact about me, I didn't like physics. And when I had to take physics in high school, we had to take a test. And if we passed the test and got a good enough grade, we didn't have to take the regents, which I did and I didn't have to. I blacked out during the entire standardized test and literally played from the beginning credits through the end credits. I played to calm myself down and to not like freak out during the test. I played the entire Liar Liar movie in my head. I kid you not. I played the whole movie from beginning to end with Jim Carrey and somehow I got like a 98 on my physics and I don't, to this day I don't even know what I wrote. But so I would have to say from beginning to end because I know it so well, I'd probably say Liar Liar, a fantastic movie. But if I had to pick the greatest of all time that I could watch on repeat, I would probably say I'd probably say Mrs. Doubtfire or Wedding Crashers, but Liar Liar is in my brain forever. <laughs> All right. Well, you survived the trio here on uh, Wake Up Call. So congratulations and uh, glad you made it through. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad to have you here. And, and Ted Gumbart, uh, thank you so much. ASUN Commissioner, I, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm happy about everything we got to talk about today. And you really uh, gave us, uh, you know, a window into the world of the ASUN and uh, pretty much let us right into the office to see it. So I appreciate that. I'm thankful for it. And I would love to have you back on the show sometime soon. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. It's my pleasure. And uh, anytime, you just let me know. We'll do it again. And uh, you can do the trio on me. Okay. Sounds good, Ted. Well, in the meantime, take care of yourself. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, Dan. Talk to you later. Take care.